The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Welcome back to another episode of My Story Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this last day of January. That's right, it's January the 31st, 2020. Today we'll be talking about the endocrine system. Do you know what it is? And how lupus affects the endocrine system or how hormones affect lupus treatment. So, you know what I want you to do. That's right. Go grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea. And to those who are listening late at night, now you know I appreciate you. So grab your favorite glass of wine and come on and join the conversation right here on My Story, Living with Lupus. Harvest Aquaponics, planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org.
Welcome back. Now, to fully understand the endocrine system, you have to know what it involves and what does it really mean. Well, I'm going to break it down to you. The word endocrine is derived from the Greek words endo and krenos, which means to secrete within. This is fitting because the endocrine system is made up of the thyroid gland, parathyroid glands. Now, how many of you knew that you had a parathyroid gland? Hmm. Adrenal glands, pituitary gland, penile gland, pancreas, ovaries, and testicles. These glands produce and secrete hormones that maintain and regulate tissue function, metabolism, sleep, mood, reproduction, growth, and development. Hmm. But you know what? It basically helps you to survive and, oh yes, thrive. The endocrine system is a network of glands in your body, like I stated before, that make the hormones that help cells talk to each other. They're responsible for almost every cell, organ, and function in your body. Now, if your endocrine system isn't healthy, you might have problems developing during puberty, getting pregnant, or even managing stress. And the dreaded, you might gain weight easily or have weak bones, or a lack of energy because too much sugar stays in your blood instead of moving into your cells where it's needed for energy. Now, a gland is an organ that makes and puts out hormones that do a specific job in your body. Endocrine glands release substances that make into your bloodstream. Now, the endocrine system function makes hormones that controls your mood, growth, development, metabolism, organs, and reproduction. Controls how your hormones are released sends those hormones into your bloodstream so they can travel to other body parts. Now, parts of the endocrine system are, many glands make up the endocrine system. The hypothalamus, pituitary gland, penile glands are in your brain. The thyroid and parathyroid glands are in your neck. The thymus is between your lungs. The adrenals 
are on top of your kidneys and the pancreas is behind your stomach. Now, for women, your ovaries. Yes, I'm going to talk about your ovaries. Or for men, the testes are in your pelvic area. The hypothalamus, this organ connects your endocrine system with your nervous system. Its main job is to tell your pituitary gland to start or stop making hormones. Hmm. Now, the pituitary gland is in the endocrine system, master gland. It uses information it gets from your brain to tell other glands in your body what to do. It makes many important hormones, including growth hormones, prolactin, which helps in breastfeeding moms to make milk, which manages estrogen in women and testosterone in men. Now the penile gland, it makes a chemical called melatonin. That's right. That helps your body get ready to go to sleep. The thyroid gland, you remember where that's at? The neck. This gland makes thyroid hormones, which controls your metabolism. If this gland doesn't make enough, a condition called hypothyroidism, that's H-Y-P-O-T-H-Y-R-O-I-D-I-S-M. Everything's happening more slowly. Your heart rate might be slow. You could get constipated. And you might gain weight if it makes too much. Hyper, that's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-Y-R-O-I-D-I-S-M. Hyperthyroidism means everything is speeding up. Your heart might race. You could have diarrhea and you might lose weight without even trying. The parathyroid, which I asked this question on social media, how many knew about the parathyroid? And surprisingly, enough people did not know about the parathyroid. Now, the parathyroid is a set of four small glands behind your thyroid. They play a role in bone health. The glands control your levels of calcium and phosphorus. When we come back, I'll break it down to you even more, and then we'll get into How Hormones Affect Lupus Treatment. So stay with me.
the Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendrix Foundation for Chronic Illness Awareness. See one, reach one, educate one to empower the masses, giving hope and empowering those who suffer from chronic illness. You can reach the foundation at 313-303-9217 or visit their website at https semicolon forward slash forward slash cemphfoundation.com. This is a 501c3 organization. No one should live in lack. Ophthalmology Associates, PC, Drs. Berman and Dr. Zuckerbrod, treating diseases of the eye and eye surgery. You can reach them at 313-341-3450. Welcome back. We're going to continue on breaking down the endocrine system. Now we're on the thymus gland, which makes white blood cells called T lymphocytes that fight infection and are crucial as a child's immune system develops. The thymus starts to shrink after puberty. Adrenals, best known for making the fight or flight hormone adrenaline, also called epinephrine. These two glands also make hormones called corticosteroids. They affect your metabolism and sexual function, among other things. Now we're down to the pancreas. This organ is part of both your digestive and endocrine systems. It makes digestive enzymes that break down food. It also makes the hormones insulin and glucagon. These ensure you have the right amount of sugar in your bloodstream and your cells. If you don't make insulin, which is the case for people with type 1 diabetes, your sugar levels can get dangerously high. In type 2 diabetes, the pancreas usually makes some insulin, but not enough. Now, ovaries in women, these organs make estrogen and progesterone. These hormones help develop breasts at puberty, regulate the menstrual cycle, and support a pregnancy. And for men, the testes. The testes make testosterone. It helps them grow facial and body hair at puberty. It also tells the penis to grow larger and plays a role in making sperm. 
Now we're to the topic. How hormones affect lupus treatment or vice versa. Now, the epidemiology of it all is lupus is the third most common ARD. Its incidence rates vary with a worldwide annual incidence from 1.8 to 7.6 cases per 100,000. Current studies suggest the incidence may be increasing. Differences in prevalence rates occur among people of the same race in different geographical location. African Americans, African Caribbean women have a higher rate of SLE, followed by Asians, then Caucasians, three in one in 10,000 white males, one in 1,000 white females, and one in 250 African American females have. SLE in the United States. Now, previous studies reported low rates of SLE in Africa, but paradoxically high rates among Black women in America. The Caribbean and Europe suggesting the importance of environmental influences. However, that may not necessarily be the case, and the apparent lower rate in Africa may be due to underreporting. Clinical features, how lupus affects the body. You know, there is a wide spectrum of clinical features, and patients are highly variable in their disease manifestations. Almost every organ in the body can be affected from the skin to the central nervous system. It is important to recognize differences between active, ongoing disease activity and organ damage. Now, approximately one-third of patients develop other autoimmune diseases, notably autoimmune thyroid disease, Sjogren's syndrome, and antiphospholipid syndrome. When it comes to the management, systemic lupus erythematosus, the social and psychological effects of both the chronic disease and its therapy combined with its effects on fertility and pregnancy must be recognized and dealt with by physicians and patients. Some general advice needs to be given to patients, such as appropriate rest and avoiding excess stress. Avoidance of ultraviolet light exposure is recommended because this may cause disease flares and a photosensitive rash. 
Now, a diet low in saturated fats and high in fish oils and avoidance of both smoking and estrogen-containing contraceptive pills are advised. Now, because fatigue is common, a careful exploration of causes of fatigue, including anemia, hypo thyroidism, and fibromyalgia by the physician is important. Vitamin D supplementation may have benefits in the treatment of patients who are deficient. Pharmacological therapy is directed at organ, non-organ threatening disease, organ-specific measures, and therapies. Patients with SLE are treated with four main groups of drugs, often in combination. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs known as NSAIDs and anti-malarials, corticosteroids, and cytoxic drugs. Now, complications of therapy include osteoporosis, hypertension, and metabolic syndrome. Estrogen and SLE. Studies in humans have examined the metabolism of estrogen in both females and males with SLE. Hydroxylaction of estrogen toward feminizing 16-hydroxy metabolites was the predominant route in patients with SLE, male and female. Now, the connection between androgens and SLE. In the absence of corticosteroids that decreases levels of the free testosterone oxidization of testosterone at C19 was increased in female patients with SLE. Males did not show this metabolic aberration. For many years, the occasional observation of autoimmune disease in males with Klinefelter syndrome or acquired hypogonadism has reinforced the link between the absence of androgens and worsened disease in humans. Now, when it comes to the impact of steroid hormones on immunity, the immune system provides a strong defense against internal and external threats. However, 
factors produced in the microenvironment can either enhance or limit its activity and lead to immunopathology. Steroid hormones alter both innate and adaptive immune processes and steroid hormone receptors, estrogen receptors, and progesterone receptors are expressed by a very a variety, excuse me, of immune cell populations, including granulocytes, natural killer cells, monocytes, and B and T lymphocytes, which can affect disease outcome. Many autoimmune inflammatory conditions, such as SLE, exhibit gender differences in incidence. This suggests a role for sex hormones in disease development. Numerous studies, human and animal model, provide evidence for bidirectional communication between the immune and endocrine systems and disruption in communication that contribute to susceptibility and severity of the disease. The endocrine system plays a big part when it comes to SLE. Have your doctors ever suggested to you that they wanted to send you to an endocrinologist? Now, an endocrinologist is one who specializes in the endocrine system or have you suggested to your physician that you needed to see an endocrinologist? You see, when you're dealing with such an illness as lupus, as I stated before in previous podcasts, it is more to this illness than what is being put out there over the internet. Have you ran across any information in your research on the effects that lupus can cause to the endocrine system? Just like lupus causes damage to the internal organs. It also causes inflammation or damage to your endocrine system. So instead of trying medication from medication to medication to control the symptoms of this disease, because we all know 
there is no cure for lupus. They only control the symptoms of the disease. And when I say control, I mean your doctor will prescribe you medications to quiet the effects of the flares in most cases. But everybody who deals with this illness cannot be put into a box because this illness is not a one-size-fits-all illness. Each person experiences different symptoms at different times. No one individual or two individuals are alike. So your endocrine system plays a a tremendous role when dealing with this illness and how it affects the treatment of this illness. You see, if you have ever been on prednisone, using this as an example, this medication belongs to a group of drugs called corticosteroids and is often used to treat lupus, arthritis, and lung issues and other issues. It can be a life-saving drug, but it can also affect the organs that make up the endocrine system, especially the adrenal glands. Taking prednisone long-term can suppress the function of the adrenal glands and reduce the natural level of cortisol that the body makes. This may result in adrenal insufficiency or adrenal crisis. Now, it is extremely important if you're on this medication to take prednisone exactly how your doctor prescribes it. Never stop it or skip a dose. Now, other hormones may be suppressed by taking prednisone. And um, taking a DHEA supplement while on prednisone may help counteract any negative endocrine effects. Now, have your doctor ever explained that to you? Or has your doctor put you on a DEAH? I'm sorry, a DHEA supplement while on prednisone to counteract any negative endocrine effects. See, most people don't know this. Some of us just believe in 
the doctor writing a prescription and telling you how to take it and not asking questions to the physician about taking the drug and what side effects that it can cause to your endocrine system. Now, if you have been taking prednisone for an extended period of time, it is so very important for you to talk to your doctor about any upcoming procedures or surgeries you may be having. Many people require a pre-op stress dose of prednisone to ensure adrenal insufficiency does not occur. And never, ever assume that all your doctors are in the know. If you're not speaking up, How will they know? Doctors are not a mind reader. You can't read the doctor's mind. That's why I tell you to stop sitting back and being quiet when it comes to your health care. And when it comes to your life, period, be empowered. Powered, do the research yourself. Yes, I'm here to give you my knowledge free of charge. I don't even ask you to donate to this podcast, I would never do that. All I want you to do when you go into that doctor's office to be informed. Speak up. Don't sit back like a clam and not say one word. It's your life. You have a right to know what is going on, what is the side effects of the information. And when it comes to testing, how many of you have had your thyroid tested, your parathyroid tested? It's a simple blood test. If you haven't had that done, the next time you're in your doctor's office said, ask the doctor, what was my results for my thyroid testing? And if they state, we haven't tested your thyroid, get your thyroid tested and tell them I want my parathyroid tested also. And if they ask you why, tell them if lupus affects the major organs in your body, it's going to affect your endocrine system. And you want to make sure that your endocrine system is fine. Do that. Well, it's that time. I hope that you found this episode of My Story, Living with Lupus Informative. I pray that you know that it is more to this illness than the flares, the rashes, the internal organ damage, and 
The damage done to the endocrine system, not only from lupus, but some of the medications that we take to control the symptoms of lupus can also be damaging to the endocrine system also. But before I go, I would like to leave you with something to think about. And that something is simply this. I cannot force anyone to hear a message that they are not ready to receive. But I must never underestimate the power of planting a seed. You see, I simply look at it like this. If I reach one, if I educate one, then that one person can go out and educate the masses. My job of doing what I'm doing is not in vain. I wish you a most pleasant, peaceful, and enjoyable weekend. I'm Susan Hendricks, your host for my story, Living with Lupus. I'll see you next week. Enjoy and be empowered. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus.
comments and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you.